Blog Talk Radio. It's time for Standing on My Soapbox, the daily rant and radio show. We talk about all of the good, bad, and the ugly of current events. Join your host, Scott Fullerton, and co-host, Craig Hurley. You, our listeners, are invited to call in and stand on our soapbox with us. Call 347-989-0126 between 4 and 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday through Friday. That's 347-989-0126. Now, here are your host and creator, Scott Fullerton, and co-host, Craig Hurley. Well, thank you, Katie, and welcome, everyone, to Standing on My Soapbox. It is Wednesday, May 15th, 2019. I am your host, Scott Fullerton. In just a couple of seconds, we'll be joined by my co-host, actor and writer, Mr. Craig Hurley. We are in day three into our five-day no-swearing challenge, and we hit it out of the park yesterday, reducing it by over 68%. At least that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. You have the next hour to call in and talk about anything on your mind, including news, politics, pop culture, or whatever's of interest to you. The number to call is 347-989-0126. That's 347-989-0126. So let's stand up on my soapbox and start talking. Craig, how's it going today, buddy? It's going well. 68%. 68% my ass, because that's, that's the only word I said yesterday. That's the only swear word that's I said yesterday. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. I just made, I picked up a it's number kinda, out of my closer, ass, to be honest with you. 90, <laughs> it's closer to 90%. It's closer to ninety percent because there were no f bombs. There were there was hardly anything that you would call offensive, except for maybe um, me hating humans. Um, but you know, besides that, I, I, I there was no swearing. No, no Katie swearing. stopped herself twice early on, so you're probably right. I just picked that number out of my ass, to be honest. I think so I think we, Katie we, stopped we're, herself we're like good. five times. <laughs> like she's been hanging out with she me. She was on a roll. She was fired up. Fired yeah. up. How'd your meetings go yeah. yesterday? You guys uh, get everything handled in La La Land you needed to handle? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. No, beautiful. And everything we need to handle. That's a daily nice. thing. Oh, there it is. I dropped enough. Oh. Oh, we just oh, went down to 57.6. is now over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. The challenge has now. See, look, I, all I did was get comfortable in my speech, and then there was. Ugh. There you go. I'm so sorry. You don't have a dump button, dude? You don't have a five-second delay somewhere that you could push? So that I don't. I should like find that. something that I could. Oh, man. You, you talk so quick, though. I couldn't press it. I could have a delayed beep, but we could beep your second word that you say maybe, but that's about the best I can do. <laughs> oh, All right, well. Didn't what can we do? Challenge. Maybe we can cut off that's the um, beginning of the show and and just hand them, you know, like the, the last 50 minutes. Maybe there you go. I can edit out one word. They'll never know. I can edit out oh, one word. Okay. They'll, they'll never know. Cool. Um, how's your day going so far? What's going on? Uh, it's going all right. It's going okay. I'm I'm trying to um, continue to watch Game of Thrones, so I'm 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 trying to catch up before it ends. So uh, very. You're gonna catch <laughs> up. You got five on. seasons to catch up on. How are you going to do that? <laughs> By Sunday. I don't know. I just, By Sunday. I, I just got to keep watching. I got to keep watching. Keep getting closer. <laughs> so I can actually oh talk God. about it. 
You are funny. No, oh I, my I, but I do know. I do know a lot about you know what happened. So I mean, you know, because right. we have to pay attention to that. You and I. So why well, you don't? Yeah. But I do. Um, so I know a lot of of what happens. I kind of. I, I really. I hope people aren't missing the points. I mean, I mean the the real storyline around this. Um, it seems to me that Game of Thrones is. Uh, dealing with issues that we are currently dealing with um, on our planet and like the battle between the rich and the poor, um, uh, uh, climate change, uh, you know, winter is coming. Um, it's, it's all of that. And, and I think it's, I think it's really interesting how they've applied it to this fantasy world. And and I also think it's kind of cool. And I know it's based off of a book, and I haven't read the book, so I really don't know shit. Um, but uh, uh, I, oh, I, I feel like oh, it's. We're down well, to, to fifty-one point No, I'm allowed to say shit. I'm not allowed to say shit. Oh. I thought shit. I, sh- I thought shit wasn't offensive. Now nah, look, I've said it like seven times. I don't know. <laughs> I gotta look it up. Sanders in practice is gonna send me a letter today. I don't know. We'll have trouble. Yeah. But anyway, no. I'll take analogies for 2000, Alex. Blog That's a pretty good analogy. Dude, I've I like heard that. People, I've heard, I've heard people good. on blogs. I've heard people on blogs go go off. Dude. I've heard people, you know, say all sorts of stuff. So, oh, we I, can't. You know, I'm not, we're not on, not on yeah. iHeart. As long as iHeart's not monitoring us, we're good to go. We're not on iHeart well, yet, so we're good. Even if they are, I, you know, I'm, I'm freedom of speech, dude. We really want to go uh, on the First Amendment here. So, you, you know, just because the, you know, the airwaves are something that they supposedly own, they don't. So really, you know, go after them on that. Um, but regardless, I, I, I think that uh, Game of, back to Game of Thrones, um, uh, the, um, uh, it, it, to me, it's like a, a, a board game. It's like Risk or Stratego or, or Dungeons and Dragons. or It's a combination of, of all of those. And I think it's really interesting right. to see that play out, you know, and, and, and that the powers that different ones have and, and the, the, the lack of powers that others have. I, I think it's really very interesting um, because that's the way, you know, those games play. So when, when you roll the dice and the storyline is the rolling of the dice from what I can see. And different characters like the queen makes she makes horrible, absolutely horrible decisions, right? And horrible, creating enemies all over the place. But just like that in a board game, the queen has ultimate power, but then she is a bad roller of the dice. So she's she's gonna you know keep crapping out. And when it comes to right. when it comes to rolling the dice and making horrible decisions because she's forced to make horrible decisions because that's the game. So I, I think it's really interesting the way that they're that they're that this that this show is going along, and I'm not sure that a lot of people are actually getting it. You know, that, that this is what's happening in this world, and we have to really figure this out. We really have to. I like it. it. Nice analogy. Very good. Get down with your bad self there. Yeah. Very cool. I'm a writer, so I try to pay attention to what other writers there are doing. There you go. There you go. Okay, well, I'm glad your day's starting off. Okay, I got a lot done for the road trip today. I went and uh, made myself partway Californian. I went and got my hair did and did my highlights in my hair. Went to the tanning bed, so I'm not a pasty white Northeast Ohio mess. 
I got my oil changed in my car. I am good to go next week. I am ready. You didn't use you didn't use your orange spray can number forty five. Not yet. No, I'm going to hold off on that. I want to get a base can before I put my spray tan so I can wash it off just in case. But I have a can standing by just in case. Orange spray can number forty five. Spray can, spray tan number forty five. I like it. Hey, you ready for our favorite segment? Time for two white male to talk about abortion again. Thanks to Alabama. Woohoo! <laughs> Give us a call, 347-989-0126, if you're not white or male. But uh, Alabama last night, the state Senate passed a near total abortion ban in direct challenge Roe versus Wade. They are purposely doing it to challenge Roe versus Wade in Supreme Court. They make it a felony for a doctor to perform or attempt an abortion during any stage of pregnancy, including rape or incest. The only exception Frickin' Alabama, what the hell's wrong with you? Whole bunch of incestual relationships going on down there, I guess. Y'all making some really bad decisions, just like the Queen. Well, you think they'd make an exception for that, then, at least. They didn't even make an exception for that. No, they didn't well, make an exception for anything. They got to keep right. those relationships going. Why don't you just secede <laughs> from the union? Why don't you just go away, Confederate state? Come on, it anybody in Alabama I mean, want to give us a call? Three four seven nine eight nine zero one two six. Bass Appward is what I call that shit. Hey, let's go. I, mean, I don't want to say that it's a Republican legislature, but the House bill passed seventy four sure to frickin' three. 74 to freaking three. Um, oh, my oh my God. God. Yeah, dude. Um, oh, what are we supposedly, living in? People are crazy. Yeah. The House bill was, was a real strict one. The Senate added an exception for rape and incest, but then all of a sudden they tabled it so it didn't go through. So it's like they put oh, a sneak you one. Hey, you gotta, you know, you gotta keep your brother, sister, wife, uh, husband, um, you know, you gotta keep them in the family, right? So then, I do, just like Game of Thrones, man. I do got all sorts of relationships going on. Same stuff, dude. It's a trip. How much it emulates what's happening here? How much it's a reflection of what's going on here? And I didn't, I, I didn't just, really yeah. when I first. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Nothing. I was just saying it. Just it fries my little tail. We were talking yesterday about walking me off of abortion being murder. It's like, I would like to abort some of these Republican people in Alabama. Can we do late-term, late-late-term abortions? I, I will go for, for late Way late-term. Goodness gracious. <laughs> Even like, you know, 70s. <laughs> Way late-term, dude. That definitely um, it keeps me from thinking it's, a, it's murder. It's just late-term abortion for these freaking Republican senators. That's, that's going to be my new term for it. It's like, oh, my goodness. It's just I can't believe that they would that they would pass. This. I mean, Georgia, we talked about Georgia and Ohio that did the six-week one the last two months. And now we yeah, have Alabama. So, oh, live. Hold my tea. I'll show you what it's all about right here. You ever and see a movie called They, they Live? With, uh, they Live. I don't think so, no. Oh, see, They Live. 
it's this B or from like 1980s, whatever the hell, late 80s, probably. Uh-huh. Maybe, maybe early 80s. I, I don't know. It's called They Live With, um, uh, I think he's, he died, the wrestler, um, Roddy, uh, uh, is it oh, Roddy Piper. Uh, Roddy, Roddy Piper. Piper. Yeah. I, yeah. 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 And, and uh, they, um, it's all about, um, this alien species that takes over and is using all the humans as slaves and it's, and they look like humans. So, and it's this, one dude that gets these um, pair of sunglasses and he's able to see, like I'm giving away the movie. Come on, anybody can watch it right now. Just go on YouTube. <laughs> spoiler um, alert. But, spoiler alert. Yeah, Here we go. Spoiler alert uh, for a movie that's 30 years old. Uh, but um, they, he gets these sunglasses where he's able to see these people and he's able to see through them and they're like reptilians. And it's it's really really interesting how it's kind of happening right now. Anybody got some sunglasses? In that in that uh, special sunglasses, so that I can actually see these Republicans for what they are, reptiles. Ooh, that would be um, nice. I like yeah, that. Yeah, it would be. Uh, but I think that's what's actually happening. We don't need sunglasses. There's been a, an unveiling. That is the definition of Armageddon. Is unveiling. And, and and you are able to see them, these people, for what they are. And they reared their ugly heads a little while ago. So when 45 got voted into office, rearing their yeah, ugly heads. Right. That's true. So we're able to see who they are. Um, Speaking of reptilians, and, you ever work on V? That was one of my favorite series ever. I love V. Nah, Robert series. England was on. It wasn't Robert England on now? Yeah, he was on V. I think he was one um, of them, yeah. He yeah, he was. Um yeah, the guy that played Freddy uh, was a character in, in V. Um, uh, yeah, I did watch V. Um, it was very similar to to They Live, where these where the people look like humans, where the where reptilians look like humans. So, very similar. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, but hey, but speaking yeah, of shows we've talked about, since we'll get off Alabama, because I'll just get upset if we talk about them much more. Oh no, I'm still, I'm still there. Keep- I'm still there. I'm oh, you're still there? Okay, keep going. And, all right. being, and being the entire the, the the entire house down in Alabama, they're all reptilians. So that's what I'm saying. You know, is like is that if we had our sunglasses, we'd be able to see that they're all reptiles that are all sitting there in those chairs, making these decisions. <laughs> for us. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, they they do tell us who they are. I mean, we they we shouldn't be surprised, but. Uh, it is what it we is. We should just make sure to vote them out of office. Hey, vote them out. Right. Vote them out. If you don't like them, vote them out. But well, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I just want to see how Roberts pulls this up because Breyer, I guess, was it Breyer or Stevens the other day that said that they need to stop overturning precedent? They have to pay more attention to precedent. To what's um, already he didn't been said. Um. To any precedent that the Supreme Court's already done, they need to have a very, very, very strong reason to overturn a previous Supreme Court's ruling. And he thought that they've already done it once or twice. And it looks like they're, and uh, I don't know if it was Breyer, is Breyer still on or is it Stevens? I forget which. Anyway, just said the other day that he thought that they, the current Supreme Court is looking too much into overturning precedent where they shouldn't be doing, including on abortion, he said. 
So it, it's not scary. I just hope that Robert, who's trying to keep the court kind of balanced, has actually done a couple, sided with the liberal a couple times. I hope that he sees that as his mandate not to overturn precedent. It just gets up to the Supreme Court because that's their only goal for this thing is to overturn Roe versus Wade. They said it as much. So we'll see what happens. That is, goal. That is their whole goal. And, and once just... again, why do you want more people here? Supposedly, we're too. We've got too many, right? Isn't that their argument? That's why we can't have immigrants here, dude. I was just driving through again. I'm driving, and and uh, always uh, constantly driving. But I'm driving through areas <laughs> that are that are completely. There's nobody there. There's nobody there that I'm driving through. And I'm sure there's a whole bunch of truckers out there that are driving through the United States currently. 347-989-0126, by the way. Um, and you're, if you're currently listening and currently driving through one of those areas, give me a call. Tell me what you see out there. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing for hundreds of miles. Nothing. No services, no people, no nothing, except for the other people that are on the road with you. That's all you see out there. So we've got more than enough room. More than oh, enough room. Okay. But, That's for sure. But really, I mean, you know, do you, do you want more people here? I thought that was their argument. You know, that, that, that we've got too many people. So that's why we can't have immigrants. They're, they're taking our jobs. Taking our jobs. If you're white and you live in the United States and you have been given an opportunity, you should be able to do whatever you want to in your life. Judy, just sign the executive order to bring over illegals to work in his Mar-a-Lago again for the 18 million <laughs> year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, no, not dude. just Mar-a-Lago, it's for everybody. But I, we, stayed at, everyone that comes at the, we stayed at the Marriott, which is in Florida, which is um, adjacent to Trump Doral. And Trump Doral, Doral, Florida is, is a place, and that's where he has Trump Doral, which is a, a – uh, a golf course and a hotel. Um, and is that the one that's in the news right now for being for going under? Oh, probably. Oh man, I that place so. is a pit. That place is a pit. That that golf course is disgusting. I, I stared out at it for at least a year, and uh, dude, it's gross. That that thing is so unkempt. It's disgusting. But anyway. Um, we shouldn't even have golf courses anyway. I, I, I don't understand that. Don't we have a homeless population? And don't we need to build homes? Don't we need jobs? What's up? <laughs> I mean, I yeah, that was just in the news. Six out, <laughs> ten hours ago um, was the Doral. It's like uh, the 643 room Doral Resort was in a sharp decline since 2015. It's seen its net operating income. Uh, dropped by 69%. Uh, do you know how many immigrants, Italy, or undocumented immigrants, work at, at Trump Toronto? It's crazy amount. It's crazy, 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 crazy amount. I, you know, I, I witness it on a daily basis. So it, it's like, dude, 80%? So this That's is wild. extremely hypocritical. It's extremely hypocritical of our current administration and of number 45 himself. Extremely right. He takes advantage of the undocumented immigrants and then also accuses them of taking people's jobs. Wait, wait, wait. He gives the jobs to undocumented immigrants 
and then accuses them of taking people's jobs. Right. Uh, okay. Are there any white people that need to go over to Trump Doral right now? White people that are citizens, go over to Trump Doral right this very second and get a job. Take it away from the immigrant who is undocumented that he already hired. Remember, he hired them. He brought them exactly. here. He didn't bring them here, but he hired them. He may have brought them here. There's, there are times when there are No, he, brought, he just um, extended that visa to come back he, and work he, for, yeah. for people from there. And he, yeah, that, and so he well, hires a lot of the people, whatever that VC16, so whatever that's it's called. Yeah, if you're white um, and you're a citizen and, and you feel like you haven't gotten, you know, that you were born here and you feel your entitlement has been lost and you've been disenfranchised, literally go over to Trump Doral and get a job right now. Right now. There you go. I'm hoping that, you know, like, you know, at least some of our listening audience gets a clue on that. Go yeah, I mean, his, his properties are going down. Like I said, they just, that's been in the news the last 10 hours. Doral's down 69%, and Trump wow. Tower's losing tenants like crazy in New York City. I haven't looked at the news. I haven't looked at the news at all. Is Alabama and Texas, are they getting pummeled by tornadoes? Because I haven't looked at anything. I'm just throwing shit out there. We have an earthquake in not Los Angeles yet. You gotta give me three days, by the way, on that earthquake prediction. You gotta give me three days. Three days, okay. Three days. Yeah. You have two yeah. more days so left. Like you have two more days left to see what happens. By like Saturday, by like Saturday morning, maybe my there prediction's off. We'll see. Are the animals still being skittish? Oh, well, the people. The animals are not. I thought the animals are the ones that feel it before people. Though. Yeah, I haven't seen before dogs. Dogs not so much. But uh, but cats, yeah, they they sense it before they sense it long before it comes, and they go and hide. So if you see an, an uptick of um, of uh, cats disappearing or missing or hiding, uh, then yeah, you should pay attention to that because nature knows that cats know. They I, I think they feel vibrations happening, like literally under their feet, where we've lost that. Humans have devolved, obviously. Look at our current administration. Um, so, right. you know, we, you know we, we've devolved. There was a time when I'm sure we were able to actually communicate without language, just like the dolphins do. I'm talking the actual dolphins, the porpoises, the whales. They all communicate. Dogs even do it. They communicate. They have this language that's going on, and it's not verbal. Dude, I just read an article today that they say that wasps, have intelligence now and they can target people <laughs> wow but wasps Excellent. have intelligence i just read an Excellent. article today on that which is really funny well they all have to have every instinct has intelligence of some kind it's got something going on especially if it's if it's roaming if it's a you know if it's a, a what's what i'm looking for like a like a, a wolf spider um they're nomads especially if they're running around this world by themselves if they're just, you know, running around hunting and, and not really ever nesting, not really ever finding a home, uh, there's, an, there's an intelligence level there. I mean, they, they have to compete. They just they survive. So you got to be smart if you're right. an insect, you know. I, I'm not so sure about, like I said, the ants, uh, you know, or, or, or anything that's going to fall in line. You know, bees, they, they follow the queen. Um, Queen instructs them, but even there, there's some type of communication happening 
there's some type of language happening where it's not just actions. It's not just her devouring the soldiers or devouring the the the, the meeker hands. Um, uh, it's it, it, there are there are, there are things being spoken that we just don't understand. Yeah, you know, as humans, right? We've, like I said, we've evolved. We we we've lost that ability to be able to communicate. Some of us still have it. Some of us still have ESP, and we call them freaks. <laughs> we tend to look at them like they, there's something wrong with them, you know, when they're actually clairvoyant, when they actually can communicate with the dead, or can, you know, actually can um, uh, 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 read somebody's mind, read somebody's thoughts. That's wild, dude. You're tripping me out. Like, uh, <laughs> All right, what else do we have on the news cycle? Hey, hey, that thing I have some... That, that yeah, conversation actually started with abortion? <laughs> it did. Wow. We, we circled around sure quite a bit. Uh, last one I'll do on... Uh, let's see, do I have any... I have. I guess I have a couple ones before we go to... I have a lot of pop culture today. But um, we didn't talk too much about Iran yesterday. And today, the State Department officially ordered non-emergency U.S. government employees to leave, which is not a good sign. I'm not not understanding. Wait, didn't they just kill Saddam Hussein and and take over Iraq? And didn't a bunch of our soldiers – wasn't a bunch of our military just there? Iraq, Afghanistan, all of them? Right. What? I'm not yeah, sure. He's had what a Jones for Iran for a while now. He wants to, and he's got Bolton. Bolton's wanted Iran forever. So, I don't know. It makes zero sense, man. All, all the stuff that that our government's doing, it makes zero sense. And it's not just this administration, government, no. So, wow, man, I'm oh, so frustrated with these people. I don't understand. You want to put 120,000 to 125,000 troops over there? That was their. Yeah. And why are they going over there and fighting and dying for for why? For why? So that you guys can be like, oh no, we're afraid now, and uh, of the uh, new dictators that are put into place. Oh no, we can't deal with them. We got to. What the hell is going on, QP? I honestly, I mean, I you're the conspiracy theory guy. I'm not, but I swear to God, really? people are saying start a war so you get reelected, because a, a, a president's never. Thrown That's, out during it, wartime. Yeah, because of presence, the war. yeah, during wartime. But no, he won't get reelected even if he's at war. Yeah, so many years gone that it doesn't matter. Matter every, every I hope. I don't know. Was even, you know well, I can just see him being told that that hey, if you start a war, you're going to be reelected, and he said, oh, I could do yeah. that. No, it's um, still this. Uh, he's still holding at that twenty-eight percent. So holding at that twenty-eight percent is not going to be reelected. Especially when we've got to now, uh, it's 18. I'm not positive about that, um, but 18 states are um, saying that they're going to say no to the electorate, that they're not going to agree to the college in 2020. You're starting to phase out again. So, are you walking again? Are you driving? Or what are you doing? Uh, no, we're, we're, I don't know. The signal sucks. That's all I can say. Uh, okay. Am I here? Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. That's better. Okay. Well, he's only got 28%. Stand on that one and, foot and put your arm out and, to, at a 30-degree angle. 
I need some I need I need some aluminum foil and I need some antenna. <laughs> Make yourself a little hat. Attached to my phone. <laughs> nah, the signal just sucks where I'm at. So anyway, I'm a little worried about Iran right now since they're asking embassy people to leave. They're just itching for an excuse to go to war there. I just think they're itching for an excuse. That's my personal opinion. I hope it doesn't happen. But I think they will I mean, they, they accused uh, them of already sabotaging three boats out there last week and uh, of Iran sabotaging. So they're just looking for an excuse. We'll see what happens. Well, let's go ahead and take a break. We're 28 minutes after, and we will kind of go into pop culture because i got a whole bunch of pop culture stuff to talk about here. Let me find a song here. We'll do a little Keeps Me Awake by Matt Stern. Guys, you're listening to Staying on My Soapbox. If you have anything to talk about, give us a call, 347-989-0126. Be back in just a couple minutes.
It is standing on my soapbox with Scott and Craig. Give us a call, 347-989-0126. Whatever's on your mind, we've gone through a little bit of politics, a little bit of news. I got lots of pop culture stuff going on here that I looked over today. Go ahead. None of it's exciting, but it's all different stuff that I thought was fun. Um, Hershey Chocolate is redesigning its chocolate bar for the first time in 125 years. Uh, it's, it's only going to be sad- – Part of the chocolate bar. It's not. They're not designing the chocolate bar. It's not going to be a permanent thing. You think emojis are permanent? No, they're not permanent. So they're going to continue to you know, have Hershey's bars that are standard. But how trendy is it to other... have an emoji candy bar? You can break off different emojis. That's yeah. just going a little too pop culture trendy for me. Yeah, I thought it was pretty funny. No, something that's like saying Toblerone or, or Cadbury, like they're going to change their chocolate. No, they're not going to change their chocolate until there's no more chocolate. That's when they're going to change their chocolate, uh, which is possibly coming up in our lifetime, which is kind of going to be sad um, because the areas like Ecuador um, uh, grow a lot of our chocolate, and they've been under a tremendous amount of drought. So we are losing the cocoa bean which is also a coffee bean. So we, you know, we're losing a lot of that stuff and uh, chocolate may become something that we are all, you know, once again, it's only given to Kings and Queens that, you know, we peasants aren't allowed to have. Ah, they can't take away my chocolate. Damn it. I'm not a huge chocolate fan. I mean, I I like chocolate, but it's, I don't get craving. That's not one of my sweet cravings. Um, I, I I'll have it. But it's not something I go after. Are you a big chocolate oh, person? Um, yeah, it, almost every woman is a big chocolate person. So I'm, I'm thinking we have a problem there if we don't, if we don't have any chocolate. So <laughs> we've got, you know, 53%. <clears throat> By the way, women, you outnumber us right now. You outnumber guys. And I don't know why I'm saying this because I'm a dude. Um, so, But you outnumber us in the world. Uh, we now have 53% of the world is women or are women, uh, the population. Uh, you, uh, you do outnumber us. So now is your opportunity to please take over. Do not agree with the douchebags in Alabama. Is douchebag a swear word? I think we've completely No, that's failed. a good word. I, I might as I well like just drop word. another F-bomb. Um, no. But I think we completely failed on this. On this. <laughs> no more F-bombs. <laughs> One, <laughs> One is enough. Um, no, according to Bill Nye, the science guy, uh, he's dropping F-bombs everywhere. I love it. But anyway, um, yeah, they outnumber us right now. 
uh, 53% of the population is women um, or are women. And uh, y'all need to do something about that. Y'all need to step up, literally they step should. up right now, right now. And, and Women should rule the it, world. They're good. Dude, it would they be should. a more compassionate place. It, it would absolutely it would be, be a more much better place. place. You know, keep capitalism, keep capitalism going, but it would be a much more compassionate place, unless you're the queen on Game of Thrones. I will go harvest the cacao beans myself for them if it'll keep them happy and help run the world. Nice. There you go. Nice. Yeah, see, so Have you ever been problem. in your travels through Hershey, PA? Uh, have I ever gone through Hershey, Pennsylvania? I've been in Pennsylvania, but I don't know if I've gone there. I think I have. Hershey PA actually make it was the headquarters for Hershey's. Of Hershey's. They have an amazing hotel, and in the lobby of the hotel, they have all this beautiful stained glass work, and they have two huge glass bins filled with Hershey Kisses, and you just grab a handful whenever you walk through the lobby, and then there's turn down service every night where they put a little chocolate bar on your bed every night. And there's a really cool little um, theme park across the way, a little, a couple of roller coasters and stuff, Hershey Park right next door. But it's a really cool place right in the middle of Pennsylvania there, in between, uh, kind of in the middle, on your way to Harrisburg and going over towards Jersey and everything there. It's a nice little town. I like Hershey, PA. I've got, a, I've, got a, I've got a little bit of a problem with eating like the 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 kisses and and like and even other companies do this as well. Um, like Fannie Mae in Chicago or in the Midwest does it. Um, uh, they they use a different type of aluminum foil. They use a thinner type of aluminum foil for wrapping their individual pieces. And like I noticed this with Fannie Mae and their hearts on on Valentine's Day. I just noticed this two months ago. Um, uh-huh. where you unwrap it, but there's always a little tiny piece of aluminum that's left on the candy, and you're inevitably eating that little piece of aluminum. And aluminum is the number one cause of Alzheimer's. When you get too much aluminum in your system, it causes Alzheimer's. So um, I, I'm, I'm like, wait, well, you can't, and it never leaves your system. Um, it, it, aluminum never leaves your system once it enters your system, once you ingest it. You can't, you can't digest it. Um, so uh, it gravely affects your body, and I'm just wondering how much aluminum I've actually eaten over my lifetime by eating <laughs> eating those chocolates. Because, <laughs> uh, like, in the candy bar, yeah, in the candy bar, and I hate to bash Hershey's uh, on any of this because, you know, I just I like chocolate. Um, and like I said, every woman out there likes chocolate. Um, and, and it's actually medicinal from what I understand where when it comes to uh, menstrual, when it comes to premenstrual, when it comes to any of that. Yeah, that it's actually a, a uh, medicinal, it has a medicinal purpose for women. So, um, you know, I, you, you can't take that away. Uh, it can't disappear. I don't know what I was saying right before I said that. What were we talking about? We're talking about the foil. Sometimes I lose foil. Uh, foil. foil. Um, yeah, and I'm worried about you know how much aluminum foil I've actually eaten, and I don't want to bash these companies. And it's just for like their candy bars, they use a thicker aluminum foil. That aluminum and that or that foil doesn't doesn't ever 
you know, um, uh, transfer over to the candy bar. So where the, where when it comes to the little individual bite-sized stuff, I'm always like leery of that. I'm, I'm always like, nah, I don't, you know, I don't necessarily See, if it goes, if it goes the way of the dodo bird and it's only for Kings, they can use gold leaf and just paint gold leaf on it. Then cover it in that. And you can eat it. Edible gold edible. leaf. There you go. Absolutely I like good. it. Now, I, now, being the foodie that I am, and you kind of conflated there the cocoa beans with the coffee beans because they are conflatable, do you ever yep. put ground coffee in your chocolate cakes or brownie mixes? Ground coffee? Yes. Add a really? little bit of ground coffee to your next batch of brownies or chocolate cake. Gives you the best freaking cake in the world. Because they are such a similar animal. Now use you used add, ground coffee. No regular or, ground coffee. You can use regular. regular just just It'll ground. Cook. Just get some of your yeah. coffee and and put it. Yeah. Put the coffee grounds. Put a very light coffee ground. A fine, fine ground coffee ground into your cake batter or your brownie batter, yeah. and bake right. it, and it gives a amazing flavor to your chocolate. Uh, but it doesn't give you any type of stimulant. Like, can you uh, do you actually? Well, I you would know? admit, I don't know if I don't know if that transfers over or not. I don't know. I, I got to tell you, I honestly stole it from Ina Garten. So basically, She's the one that first I could told me about it. Weed in here as well. So I'm basically creating a speedball with a brown. Oh, wouldn't that be funny to counteract the weed laziness with coffee? <laughs> Combine the two, it would cancel each other out. Weed is depressing. You can cancel each then, other out then. No, they would. You would go back and forth. You would be like riding. You'd be talking really, really fast because you're all caffeined out. <laughs> but you'd be really mellow while you're doing it. <laughs> I think that's it. I like I think that. that. Creating a speedball I with like brownie. Awesome. That's <laughs> hey, Thanks for thanks thanks for that, Scott. I appreciate it. Thanks you have that, to Steve. try it. I'm telling you, it's great. I do it no, anytime I make a chocolate cake or brownies now. Add a little bit of coffee. In coffee. For the oh, wow. Coffee grounds. No, mm-hmm. I've, I've never done that. And, you know, that may be like a really good secret. And maybe like make it, does it make your cake more moist or something or just taste better? Uh, it, it gives it a different flavor. And I don't know if it makes it more moist or not because I make a pretty good moist cake to begin with. So I, I don't really can't tell that, but it does add a unique flavor to it. Gives a little profile, a different Michelle, little flavor do you, profile. Do you, do you make a pretty good moist cake to begin with, Scott? I, I my cake is moist, dude. <laughs> Let's leave that alone for now. <laughs> All right, moving on, pop culture. Thank you very much. Um, no, it's an LGBTQIA question. <laughs> Exactly. The series you've been trying to get me to watch, Black Mirror and Netflix, released a new two-minute adrenaline-pumping trailer, and Miley Cyrus is going to be playing a character this year. Awesome. She's going to be playing a futuristic pop star with a little bit of an evil bent or something, I guess. But uh, they've added that they're going to bring a couple people. Topher Grace, which I like a lot, is going to be added. Anthony Mackie's going to have a little scene. Uh, Yaga Abdul-Martin. They tend to use the same actors. The producers are like that. But, uh, you know, Black Mirror's taken off. It's taken off big. 
So um, they're going to be higher. The next season is debuting June 5th, so we're a mere three weeks away. Awesome. The next season. So what season will it be? How much do I have to catch up on? One year or two years? Two. Two? Okay. Yeah, I think. I think. I'll try to finish my two years of Black Mirror before you finish your five years of Game of Thrones. We'll see who wins. I think the first season is like six episodes. And then Uh um, I got five years. I got 20 episodes uh, (laughs) per per season to watch. Uh, It's not happening before Sunday. Um, But, uh, yeah, no, the first season I think is like six episodes. And then the second season is like 14 or something. So they're short. It's a short season on both sides. And then, and then also the episodes are very in time. Some of the episodes are like 40 minutes and some of the episodes are an hour and a half. So it depends on what the, what the topic is. Depends on what they're actually talking about as, as, as far as they can go with the storyline. Nice. I, I'm going to yeah. watch it. I'm going I'm to catch up. Yeah, you up. should. No, it's cool as hell, dude, that they got stuff. picked up. Dude, that's cool as hell. Yeah. They got picked up, and they've already filmed stuff. The season's already starting. Dude, that's awesome. Awesome. It's a yep, great show. My daughter like introduced me to that. My daughter, is, you know, who is Generation Z, um, she introduced me to Black Mirror. So, you know, that generation. Generation Z is pretty smart, dude. They're pretty damn smart. It's that generation in the middle, that, that millennials. There's a problem. Right. There's a problem there. Millennials, you want to give me a call? 347-989-0126. I would love to talk to you. Anti-vax freaks. <laughs> All right, let's move on here. I got a couple more pop They believe too much oh, social media. Talking... Huh? They believe too much. They believe too much of the social media. Exactly. No, you're what's right. what's going right. on with millennials. They believe absolutely too much of the social media. And they're right. locked into, oh, no, this really happened. And Oh no, it really didn't. So, you know, it's, it's, it's really bizarre. And to me, it's like, I don't, I don't use social media for my personal crap. I I don't understand when people are, you should be talking to a psychiatrist. You shouldn't, you don't put your shit out on Facebook. It doesn't make any sense at all. You know, Oh, so-and-so just hurt me. Oh, I'm having a problem with eh, my alcoholism. You know, I'm tired of it, dude. I don't need any of your personal crap coming across my feed. So, and that's a lot of millennials, dude. A lot of millennials do that shit. I see some Gen Xers doing that too, but um, they basically are like, yeah, I'm getting a divorce. (laughs) You know, it's not like, it's not like, you know, it's, it's, it's putting out a whole bunch of their garbage on there but mainly millennials dude and it's almost like they're they've got their own psychology classes or courses going over facebook and they and they rely on each other and they don't each other your your friend doesn't make any freaking sense any more than you do it's you know they're but they're going to side with you because of your friend it's just yeah to me it is strange i agree like there are All zero right, cases on. of vaccinations, zero cases of vaccinations causing autism. Once again, guys, zero cases of vaccinations causing autism. Zero. So let's all get through that. Yeah. No, they all believe that it is, that, that it does. It's like so dumb. 
you can't you can't sit in your same circle. Please get out of it. Get out of it and search for other information. Learn, expand your brain. Don't just rely on the bullshit that you hear or see. This has been a public service announcement from. There you go. PSA. Uh, PSA. (laughs) But uh, there was something I was about to say, and I don't know what it was. But that was really funny. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Well, we talked about about last week or the week before, we talked a little bit about Renee Zellweger, going to be Judy Garland. Right. They have the first trailer out now. And I want to encourage everyone to go watch the trailer. I'm going to play it now because, of course, this is radio. You can't see the amazingness that is the trailer. But the reason I'm going to play it is this is actually Renee Zellweger singing Judy. And wow. it's just a minute clip. But uh, she does a damn good job. So go, it sounds a lot like her. Go watch the, tri- the, the trailer so you can see that visual. She, she looks very much like her. It looks like it's going to be a great biopic. But here is a little minute teaser of Renee Zellweger singing Judy Garland for the new Judy Garland biopic coming up soon. Here we go. Somewhere over the rainbow. Wow. Isn't that wild? Took like six months of voice lessons for this. To emulate her. Pretty damn good job, huh? And effects have in there because it really sounds like they're in the 1940s, you know, or 19, yeah, 1940s, um, when she's singing that, so or 1930s, like the audience clapping and stuff like that. It really, they, I'm sure they used microphones, and I'm sure they use, you know, I'm sure there's some digital effects in there too. But she really sounds like her. She really sounds yeah. like Judy. Great job. I'm real impressed. Um, just on, on a funny note, um, I'm going to be riding to Palm Springs next week. One of my guests, I think on the 18th, is um, this guy. His name is Michael Holmes, and he does what's called the Judy Show every Friday night at the Purple – every Sunday night, excuse me, at the Purple Room in Palm Springs, which is a cabaret show down there. And he's a Judy impersonator and does a really good job. He'll be on the show on the 18th. I'm going to go watch the show once while I'm there. But that's going to be the closest I get to Judy. But it should be kind of a fun uh, thing to see when I'm in Palm Springs. I'm looking forward to it. So there's that. We have Renee. we got just a couple minutes left. Um, The cast of 90210 Reboot gathered in New York to talk about the reboot a little bit this week. Yeah, but it's not a reboot. It's, it's not, not. It's a parody, more a parody than anything else. Uh, Reality show mock, parody. 
a mockumentary where they're playing right. like heightened versions of themselves. So, right. you know, like Ian Ziering's playing Ian Ziering. And I'm just not, I don't know. I mean, they're trying to get 90210 off the ground. You know, they're trying to get a reboot off the ground. Right. And exactly. this is the way that, this is the way that they're doing it. So it's a mockumentary. It's not really, you know, it's a, it's a heightened version of themselves. Exactly. But yeah. they all were in New York this week and all paid tribute to Luke Perry, which was very cool. Uh, Jason Priestley had great things to say. Ian Ziering, uh, Jenny Gar said he's still with us every step of the day, uh, step of the way on this. So they had a nice little tribute to him while they were in New York this week. So I thought that was pretty cool. But it is going to be kind of a weird show because, like you said, it is basically a mockumentary reality show of them trying to reboot 90210, really, not really kind of thing. So it's going to be kind of a little strange. Okay. And my last thing I had on my notes is they felt that the 2019 Oscars went so well that they've already decided for 2020 they are not going to do a singular host again. Um, It came in on time. The ratings were higher than it's been for the last couple of years. That was so one of the fastest Oscars. Terry Burke said no single host again this year. Host. I like it. I like it, too. I, like I think it, that's a good actually. choice. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought I like, it was a great show. It, it went quickly. Like I said, it didn't go yeah, over. Yeah, got a variety of – 40 minutes over. got a variety of comedy. Like right. Right. Yeah, we got a variety um, of comedy. We got a variety of drama. It was nice. I, I, I liked it a lot better. It, it, to me, it didn't get like there was no moments of where there was a lull. You know, it kept pushing forward, and it gave the people who are accepting the awards, the people who just won, an opportunity to actually talk. So exactly. you don't have a host in between there, you know, where you got to give the host here's thirty seconds, here's thirty seconds, here's thirty seconds. No, all those thirty seconds add up. You know, and and it's giving the people who actually won. Um, the opportunity to say whatever it is that they were going to say, right? Without you know pushing them off the stage. Nope, I think it's a very good decision. I think it went very well last year, and they need to. Surprisingly, they're going with something that works. Who would have thought? You think they'd go back to the tried and true? Hey, thing? it works. But, uh, no, the entertainment business. It, it, no, if nothing, know. if nothing else, the entertainment business is constantly evolving constant um that is something that we do all the time that's why we have to recreate ourselves as actors or as performers uh we have to constantly recreate we have to constantly do something else do something different than what we did before so otherwise it gets mundane it gets boring you know people aren't gonna really want to watch you um so wait what did you say sorry i lost my train of thought again Dude, I don't know no, I said on. I was surprised they're actually keeping with the change format. So uh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, that they evolve. That, that the entertainment business evolves. Yeah, and it's constantly evolving, which is a good thing. We need to show, you know, just like the human race, we're constantly evolving or devolving, and need to mirror image that. Need to reflect that. Need to show what's going on in this world at this time. 
I agree. Well said. And it's time to go. Woohoo! No. We made it through. Okay. Yeah. We're flying. Cool. Flying and flying. So, sorry. Good show today, my friend. Thanks for standing on my soapbox. Yep. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Got two more days to go, guys. Give us a call in the next two days, 347-989-0126. We're here at 1 o'clock Pacific, 4 o'clock Eastern time, Thursday and Friday this week. Let us know what's on your mind. We'll tell you what we've seen uh, in the news, pop culture, and entertainment, and what's on our mind. We appreciate it. Thanks, and uh, stay tuned. We have the Randy Report coming up next and Astro Kiki Radio at 6. Have a great afternoon. We'll play a little... Uh, let's do a little Katie O'Brien vapor. Bye bye.
Welcome to The Randy Report. I'm Randy Slavacek, your host. I'm also the writer and editor of TheRandyReport.com, where you can find me every single day on the Internet reporting on the daily news cycle in terms of politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. In this week's headline, pharmaceutical giant Gilead will donate PrEP medications for up to 200,000 American individuals in the effort to stop HIV. Cuban gays stage an impromptu pride march after the government canceled their annual parade in Havana. A school in Indiana planned to deadname a transgender student at graduation, and Matt Bomer plays a gay weatherman in the upcoming movie Papi Chulo. All that and more in this episode of The Randy Report. The Department of Health and Human Services has announced that pharmaceutical giant Gilead Sciences has agreed to donate pre-exposure prophylaxis medication, also known as PrEP, for up to 200,000 individuals a year for up to 11 years. PrEP is used to reduce the risk of HIV infection in individuals who are at higher risk for HIV. It has been shown to reduce the risk of new infection by up to 97% when taken consistently. The agreement will provide medication to treat individuals who are at risk for HIV and who are uninsured. This donation will deliver Gilead's PrEP medication Truvada, which currently costs about $2,000 a month, to up to 200,000 people a year, including in the states and counties identified as priority areas to end the HIV epidemic in America. Gilead will donate Truvada until its second-generation HIV preventative medication, Descovi, becomes available. At that time, Gilead will donate Descovi. The agreement would end after 11 years or when a generic version of Descovi becomes commercially available, whichever comes first. The government has agreed to cover costs associated with distributing the drugs. Now, some folks point out this isn't as simple a case as the Gilead folks being really generous. As the Washington Post reported in March, the U.S. government spent years, as well as tens of millions of taxpayer dollars, developing the treatment. The federal government patented the treatment in 2015, but doesn't make a penny from it. Gilead calls the government's patent invalid. Meanwhile, Gilead, which has a U.S. monopoly on the drug, has cleaned up. Last year alone, the pharmaceutical giant earned $3 billion on sales of Truvada alone. Over 100 Cuban LGBTQ activists held an impromptu pride march after Cuba's National Center for Sex Education abruptly canceled the country's 12th annual march against homophobia earlier this week. That's the country's equivalent of a pride march. Over 100 people took to the streets of Havana on Saturday, May 11th, carrying rainbow pride flags and chanting, Long Live a Diverse Cuba. The march lasted for roughly half a mile from Havana's Central Park down to the Seafront Boulevard before being halted by security forces. At least three of Saturday's marchers were arrested by police officers. 
and others were ordered to disperse. The impromptu march was unprecedented for Cuba. Civil society is tightly controlled in the one-party communist country where the authorities often heavily restrict the use of public spaces. The annual Pride event was an exception to that rule for the last dozen or so years and has been seen as a demonstration of the progress LGBTQ rights have made in the island republic in recent years. Michael Gonzalez Vivero, an independent journalist and LGBTQ rights activist in Cuba, said the unauthorized march was a milestone for both LGBTQ rights and the civil society movement in Cuba, according to Reuters. He said, quote, this moment marks a before and an after for the lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender community, but also for Cuban civil society more generally. Social media is playing its role, and civil society demonstrated its strength and can go out on the streets if necessary, and from now on, the government will have to take that into account. Cuba's National Center for Sex Education condemned the unauthorized march, calling it a provocation. The center is run by Mariel Castro, the daughter of Communist Party leader Raul Castro. Mariel Castro remains one of Cuba's most high-profile advocates for LGBTQ rights. The center announced the cancellation of their annual march earlier this week, claiming that some groups were planning to use the event to undermine the government. But some LGBTQ activists said the cancellation was more probably due to pressure from influential anti-LGBTQ evangelical groups in Cuba. While tensions from religious and conservative elements in Cuban society remain, LGBTQ rights in the island republic have improved in recent years. For instance, it's illegal for employers to discriminate against people because of their sexuality or gender. And the country has also offered free gender affirmation surgeries since 2008. The Spartacus Gay Travel Index 2019, which ranks countries on their LGBTQ friendliness, puts Cuba in 47th place out of 197 countries, which is fairly equivalent to the United States, Thailand, and Costa Rica. The father of a transgender teen launched a petition pleading that an Indiana high school read out his son's preferred name rather than his dead name at graduation. The administration at Fort Wayne's Homestead High School insisted on reading Wyatt Thomas's dead name because of an unwritten standard, according to the teen's father, Brian Thomas. However, thousands of people have rallied to support Wyatt by signing the petition started by his father. His friends, family, teachers, and schoolmates all know high school senior as Wyatt. But as graduation looms, Wyatt faced being deadnamed at his own commencement ceremony. As Thomas wrote in the petition hoping to change this, quote, what is meant to be a celebration will instead be yet another moment of humiliation and embarrassment. Thomas started the petition earlier this week with a goal of 5,000 signatures. As I speak these words, over 14,000 supporters have signed the online petition. The petition implores the administration to respect Wyatt's identity and call him by his name. Wyatt has been identified as such since the summer between his freshman and sophomore years.
Thomas wrote, as Wyatt's parents, we ask that our wishes be honored on behalf of our precious child. Call the name he will bear legally once the lengthy process of a name change is complete. Call him what his future university calls him. Call him what we and many others call him every day. Call him Wyatt. Wyatt's brother, Ty Thomas, said he signed because my brother deserves this. He's worked hard to find himself these past few years, and being called by his preferred name would be a symbolic culmination of his high school years. For many transgender people, undergoing a name change can be an affirming step in transitioning their gender. It can help trans folk and the people around them begin to see them as the gender they know themselves to be. However, transitioning can be a really bumpy ride. Changing names on government-issued identification and legal documents can be glacially slow in process, if not impossible, in certain areas of the world. Moreover, people may, intentionally or not, refer to a trans person as the name they used before they transitioned, and that's what's referred to as deadnaming, which can invalidate a transgender person's identity. This story has a happy ending as Wyatt's father shared the news on Friday that the school has acquiesced and will call him by his name come graduation day. Brian Thomas wrote on the change.org page, the school has agreed to call him Wyatt at graduation. They are also trying to get his name into his diploma. According to the school's principal, Dr. Gender, he's been called Wyatt for three years, so why not a graduation? Wyatt's father went on to write, this has been a matter of purposeful discussion and careful consideration on the part of the school and a procedural decision has been made that benefits Wyatt. We're grateful the school took this request seriously and gave it the attention it deserves. India Moore has become the first transgender woman to be featured on the front cover of Elle magazine. The actress and model is featured on the magazine's June issue with an accompanying article profiling her experiences. The 24-year-old Moore is best known for her starring role in the hit TV series Pose, where she stars as sex worker Angel. Pose, which began airing to great acclaim on Fox last year, has received high praise for casting transgender people in starring roles. In the interview in Elle magazine, Moore spoke about how her parents struggled to come to terms with her as a trans youth. She said, quote, because I was assigned male at birth, they expected me to be masculine or to perform the way they thought young boys should perform, and I did not. They didn't understand. They had never experienced what it was like to have a family member who was genderqueer, Moore says she left home when she was only 14 years old and became the victim of sex trafficking. In the article, she discusses how she was contacted on Facebook by people who offered her hormone therapy in exchange for sex. She says, quote, They told me they had a lot of friends who were trans and they wanted to help me in my process and that they could help me to get the money that I needed to be a woman. They told me that all I had to do was play with these men who will come in for a moment to see me and play with me, and then they'll give me money. Looking back, Moore says she didn't understand exactly what sex trafficking was at the time. However, she found her big break when producer and director Ryan Murphy was casting for the TV series Pose. 
when she was recruited for the show, she experienced an almost instantaneous move from homelessness to stardom. She tells Elle, I just knew my life was going to change. I knew I had a chance to teach the world something that would help more people to be safe. She also says, I don't know how to have fun. When I'm around people having conversations about their day, I'm looking at them like, what could they possibly be talking about? How are we not talking about deconstructing white supremacy right now? How are we not trying to save trans people? She adds, I don't know who I am outside of someone who's just trying to be free and find safety for myself and for others. Make sure you check out India Moore on the cover of Elle Magazine's June issue. And hunky out actor Matt Bomer stars in the upcoming buddy comedy Papi Chulo. Bomer plays Sean, a gay weatherman who hits a rough patch of depression following a major breakup. Written and directed by gay Irish filmmaker John Butler, Papi Chulo made its world premiere last fall at the prestigious Toronto International Film Festival. The official synopsis reads, after a newly single TV weatherman is put on leave following an on-air meltdown, he directs his energy into home improvement and hires a middle-aged Latino day laborer named Ernesto, played by Alejandro Patino, to help. Despite a language barrier and having nothing in common, the two men develop an unexpected but profound friendship in this darkly comedic reflection on class, ethnicity, and companionship in contemporary Los Angeles. In the trailer, Sean tells Ernesto, I'm going through a rough patch. My ex has been gone for about six months now, and I have to admit I'm not good at being alone. I never have been. Bomer earned an Emmy nomination and a Golden Globe Award for his performance in HBO's The Normal Heart, and recently appeared on Will and Grace as news anchor McCoy Whitman, Will's love interest. The 41-year-old made his Broadway debut last year in the acclaimed revival of the groundbreaking gay drama The Boys in the Band. Producer Ryan Murphy has already announced he will produce a screen version of the production for Netflix. Bomer also can be seen starring in the DC Universe series Doom Patrol. Papi Chulo hits theaters June 7th. And that brings me to the end of this episode of The Randy Report. If you enjoy catching up on LGBTQ news in a quick podcast, I'd appreciate it if you wouldn't mind sharing The Randy Report with your friends. I like to think of this podcast as the 60 minutes of gay news, only shorter. And remember, you can find me every single day on the internet at therandyreport.com, where I cover the daily news cycle regarding politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. Thanks for listening, folks. See you next time.
Welcome to Astro Kiki Radio. We are the e-news of astrology. Today, we'll be diving into the cosmic guidance from the stars, celebrities, and entertainment lifestyle. Thanks for joining us, and let's see what the universe has in store. Hello, all of our iridescent stars. Welcome to Astro Kiki Radio. We have a packed show ahead with pop culture, celebrities, and astrological forecasts. My name is Kyle Thomas. I am a pop culture astrologer, and my co-host and I are super excited to have our celebrity guest with us today. Yes. Hey, guys. I am Sam Davidson, pop culture expert, entertainment news journalist, um, celebrity gossip junkie, and TV lover. And so that's why I'm so excited to have Luke Baines in the house, a.k.a. Shadowhunters Jonathan. How are you today? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm so good. And you know, like, I have been a Shadowhunters fanatic Mm -hmm. for a really long time. For those of you that don't know, Shadowhunters had three beautiful long seasons on Freeform. And you came in as Jonathan actually in the flesh because we've seen Jonathan jump from from body to body. Mm-hmm. You are the villain and or you were sadly. Yeah. And there was a whole Save Shadowhunters campaign. If you guys haven't heard of this show, I mean literally the People's Choice Awards, Teen Choice Awards, mm-hmm. MTV, like everything. This is the craziest fandom and you know, I actually just saw an article that uh we were the fourth most talked about show on social media for the first quarter of twenty nineteen. Oh, yeah. and So it's like Game of Thrones, uh, something else, and us, which is insane. That's so cool, though. Yeah, the fans are just so wonderful, like specifically to this fandom. They're so engaged and they're so uh, passionate. It's, it's, it's really amazing. Yeah, and the thing about this show that's so cool that people really connected to is that it represents inclusion of mm-hmm. all sorts. You know, mm-hmm. in the real world here, it means different things, but on Shadowhunters, that means whether you're a warlock, werewolf, shadowhunter, demon, mm-hmm. vampire, mm. like all these people get together and they create this beautiful squad to save the world uh, mm. that, you know, your character was trying to destroy for so long. Well, yeah, you know, yeah. he was he was uh, a tortured soul. He was a troubled boy. <laughs> troubled, <laughs> troubled boy. And so you also were in Wes Craven's uh, The Last Film that he was a part of. And tell me the name of that one again. Yeah, uh, it's called The Girl in the Photograph, which is available on Netflix. Yes, and you were another serial killer. I that? was, yes. yes. Uh, yeah. We just think it's your beautiful, striking face. Mm, you say beautiful, striking. I say creepy, but, you know, potato, <laughs> potato. And so now this has come to an end. You are actually a Gemini. I am. Which we're going to get into with your going over your chart because I feel like it falls very in line with the Shadowhunter stuff, but also you as a whole. There's so much going on here, and you're definitely at the beginning of a very exciting career, Mm. I think. So I'm thrilled to talk about that. And we are, of course, going to talk about our top three stories of the week, also our WTF WTF celebrity moment. Mm. And before we get into that, though, Kyle is going to go into our weekly astrological forecast. We have an exciting week ahead. I am very, very stoked for all of these, you know, magical things that are coming for us. Astrology isn't magic. You know, sometimes I may use words like that, but it actually is it's the patterns of our lives that we can actually map by looking at the stars and, and how they affect us. So, for instance, we have a full moon in Scorpio on May 18th. The energy of this full moon is going to be starting a couple days before and last for a couple days after. So, you know, the big culminations that will be taking place will definitely 
be a big pinnacle moment for us at this point in time. This specific full moon, as it falls in Scorpio, is aligned to the new moon in Scorpio that took place on November 7th of 2018. So if you look back into your life about what you were doing, the relationships that you were experiencing, the things that were happening in you know the, the 10 days that followed November 7th, you're actually going to see a culmination now. So, I mean, look... I am, I'm trying to figure it out. November 7th, 2018. Okay. I mean, that was ages ago. Right. <laughs> so far away. Right? Well, you I don't know, remember what I did last week, let alone November. <laughs> well, I, and that's one of the things that I think is really cool about, you know, astrology is that you can actually map it and see how things are connected. So, with this specific full moon, it is going to be in emphasizing Scorpio energy. So Scorpio is very sexual, it's very passionate, it's very deep, and you know highly emotional. And this energy is going to bring, be experiencing uh, a culmination for all of us in our lives at this point in time. So we are going to be feeling very sexual this weekend, very you know intensely uh, desiring uh, to merge with someone, you know, romantically, you know, in business, you know, whatever that way of how we can actually you know be a part of a completion. Also, one thing I want to highlight with this full moon is that Venus, our planet of love and beauty, is going to be in the exact same place in the sky with Uranus, which is, you know, creates uh, shock transformations, you know, chaos at some points in time, but surprises as well. So all of us are likely to experience a shock surprising event in, in either, you know, love, art, beauty, or money around this weekend. So, you know, really, you know, kind of keep your, your antenna up for how that's going to be affecting you. Um, so, yeah, so I think, you know, that's definitely a big thing to, to pay attention to. Also, you know, next week, oh, actually, going back to this. So for you, Luke, specifically, because of the, the map in the sky, it is going to fall in a culmination for you in relation to work, employment, or health or fitness. So if you look back to the patterns and things that were happening back in no- no- November, mm. you're likely to see these things, these kind of reaching uh, a big moment, you know, where you're you're having to focus on these things. So, so for instance, with it being a full moon, you know, it represents a culmination, like I was saying, but also it can represent an ending. Mm. So it could have to do with you are, you know, shifting the way that you're doing, you know, a diet or fitness program mm. or you want to find someone that is going to be helping you to have a better you know fitness uh, training you know mm. capability mm. also with you know work or employment you may either see an ending happening or mm. you may get an offer at this time mm. as well mm. cool. so so yeah so there's that um, also for Sam so for you with being a Libra this is gonna have to do with money and worth and self-worth at this point in time mm. so and I just have to say, this is Kyle's birthday weekend. Yeah. So, um, who Happy are you? Happy birthday. Yeah. So you're a Taurus. I am a Taurus. What, uh, what date? May 18th. May 18th. Yeah. Yes. Wonderful. And so one thing, you know, actually just kind of using that as a segue. So you can actually chart your entire year ahead by looking at what was happening on, on your birthday exactly. So let's say your birthday starts on a new, or is, falls near a new moon. Mm. You're going to have new relationships, you know, new uh, career endeavors, new, new opportunities that are happening for mm. that year, starting on that birthday for one year following it. Interesting. If your birthday falls on a full moon, it means that big things that you have been hoping for, working for, building toward, 
are all going to co- to culminate and come true in that coming year. So you're going to be, you know, having much more power, much more, you know, significant success. Uh, you like, for instance, with me, like I have, unfortunately, not made a you know big priority for romance, even though I'm a, a big romantic. Like that is going to be something that I've been building towards. It is going to be something that comes to me in the coming year. You know, also I'm going to be seeing more, you know, career advancements. And anybody, no matter what, you know, part of the year your birthday falls, if it falls near a full moon, this same kind of energy is going to affect you as well. Interesting. So that literally 365 days later, when I turn 33, because I'm turning 32, mm. I will be actually starting a whole new, whole new chapter in my life. Cool. Uh, so I will have like new, new plans, new relationships, things like that. So it's just interesting to kind of mm. always see how that that moves forward. Question. So. Yes. I'm very superstitious, mm. and uh, I'm the kind of person that builds something up a lot, and then it doesn't end up working out very well. My birthdays are one of them. Mm-hmm. I had a great birthday the past couple of years, but before that, I mean, so are you saying that if my birthday, I kind of cry all night, have bad energy, that that's the way my year is going to be? Technically, we, we look at the exact solar return. So for me, you know... I'm going to look at what was going on specifically that morning, that night. So I can kind of see a a snapshot of the things that are going to be coming to me. So I am specifically planning certain things that I want to happen. So like I'm going to make sure that I work out and go on a hike because those I want to, I want to integrate that in my year. Mm. I have a friend that wants to take me out for dinner. So that's going to be showing, you know, friendship and, you know, good food and and drink and things like that. I specifically don't want to feel ill or, you know, hungover in the coming year. So that's why when you were like, what are we doing for your birthday? I don't want to go out until the day after because I want to use all of that energy of on May 18th for prosperity Mm. and happiness and health and love and all all of the things that are the most important to me. I don't want to bring in, you know, feeling drained. Mm. So that's why I won't even let that day touch that. It's interesting though because I um, I just read this really interesting article about um, basically how when you it's like it was a, a psychological article about when you suppress what you're feeling that it kind of can make it worse. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So I feel like even if you know, let's say you are crying on your birthday. Maybe it happens for a reason. You know, you're letting that out. You're closing yeah. a door. You're opening a new door for the rest of the year. The reason I say this is because I also get really superstitious. My superstition is around New Year's Eve. Oh, me too. Me and Kyle kissed, though, so I'm good this year. Oh, <laughs> congratulations. Um, no, because they say, you know, however you spend the New however you spend New Year's Eve is how you're going to spend the rest of the year, and that freaks me out. So this year, which is actually funny because I was looking through my Instagram to figure out what I was doing on November 7th last year, uh, all of November and December, I was in like a crazy fitness, um, like I was I was going nuts trying to get back into shape because I had dislocated my shoulder on Shadowhunters and had a bunch of different injuries. And so it was the first time I was like back in the gym and I was so excited about it. So New Year's Eve, I decided to not do anything. I was going to have an early night because I was like, I'm going to spend the rest, like 2019 on form. What ended up happening was at the gym on New Year's Eve, I pulled my back, couldn't walk, so I spent New Year's Eve on my couch drinking whiskey because I couldn't do anything else. <laughs> so, you know, sometimes when you build things up, they don't quite pan out how you want them to. Well, one thing that, you know, just you were saying is, you know, looking back to the energy of November, mm. it had to deal with, with health. Yeah. And that's the energy that's going to be echoing now. Mm. So, 
you know, now that, you know, we can, we can see that, make sure that you, if you are working out this weekend, you don't push yourself too hard because you could pull your, you could no. pull something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's highlighted for you for there, right. you know. When it comes to me, you know, as being a Taurus, you know, Scorpio is the full moon that's six signs away. I am going to be having a big focus on partnership, whether that be in love or business. Well, mm. I, I am currently single. Mm. I, you know, am definitely open to finding a, a, a kindred spirit mm. and that kind of energy will manifest mm. for me if I go out and find that. Mm. Also, you know, it can mean that if I've had someone in my mind for a long time that I've been committing to in my head, mm. I can release that and let that go. Nice. Hallelujah. God, I know. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that later, but I'm really grateful for that, Kyle. Um, okay, well, Nat, is there anything else we have going on astrologically we want to chat about? Yeah, just real quickly. So the sun is going to enter Gemini, which is your sign, on the 21st. So naturally, you know, we're going to be feeling, you know, more social, more intellectual, and we're going to have a lot of curiosity. You know, things really speed up. It's, we're moving into summer. You know, we're feeling a lot of this excitement going on. So, you know, we're going to be having a lot of um, stimulation that's taking place, and, you know, just in general. So, you know, allow yourself to, to have fun. Allow yourself to reconnect, to communicate. Focus on how you communicate to the world, you know, whether that be through writing or speaking and, and how your message in your life is getting across to other people and if you are feeling value within that. Mm, I love it. Amazing. Well, next, you guys, we have my personal favorite segment, which is, of course, our pop culture celebrity segment. We're going to be getting into all that in a second. Three great stories, a great WTF celeb, so stay tuned. Hey guys, we are back with our pop culture segment of the show, and the first story we are going to be talking about, um, man, this one really I find extremely interesting. So Constance Wu, who is one of the stars of Fresh Off the off the boat on ABC, but most importantly, she is um, the star of Crazy Rich Asians, and there's going to be three of them. So mm-hmm. we had the first one, which did exceptionally well. I mean, people thought it was the best movie of the year as far as entertainment value, all of that. And I've never interviewed Constance on the red carpet, but everything I've seen and you see of her, like, wow, what a nice, cool woman she is. And very inspirational. I'm not saying she's not, but some of her actions... Uh, over the past week, few days, have been less than stellar. So the other day, I forget what they call it, when the networks renew and cancel their shows. It's like a slaughterhouse, though. And it's funny, last year, I don't think as many shows got canceled Mm. that quickly. This year, and it was just like, this show's canceled, this show's canceled. And so Constance Wu was hoping that Fresh Off the Boat was going to be canceled, and they have already had five seasons. Mm -hmm. And it was actually renewed. And Mm. so she was getting all these tweets and people were saying, you know, congrats on the renewal. And instead of being gracious and maybe just staying off Twitter, if Mm. she wasn't thrilled about it, she, um, and just for the sake of if we get picked up by someone, I'm not going to say the F word. She said it a lot. So I'm just going to say F or effing, but you know what I mean, especially if you go to Constance's Twitter. So she said she's so upset right now. I'm literally crying. Ugh. F, and then she wrote another tweet, effing hell. And then someone tweeted her, congrats, and on the renewal, great news, and she responded, no, it's not. 
And so for working actors, I mean, I'm sure, Luke, you can kind of, you are probably cringing and a lot of other actors. I mean, my God, success and having a show mm. is such an amazing thing that not a lot of people get to do for this long. What were you feeling doing yeah, this? I mean, I did, I saw it um, unfold on Twitter. It's really hard because, you know, I, I don't know what it would be like to be in that position. Um, I, I have not seen the show, so I, I can't even comment on that. But five seasons of anything is a lot. And I think we all know as TV viewers, after three or four seasons, the storyline starts to slip. I, again, have not seen the show, don't know what it's like. I don't know what's going through her head. And, and, and you know, I, like, I feel like she did release a statement, a follow-up saying she that... She did. Saying that... Um, she had another um, opportunity, basically... That it was if Fresh Off the Boat got cancelled, which I'm assuming her reps told her it was likely right, going right. to happen, that this other role was going to come up for her. Mm. And it was more challenging and it, it was likely darker. And it's something that she really wanted to sink right. her teeth into. So she kind of released two apologies. Yeah. One wasn't really an apology and it was denying what she was talking about Fresh Off the Boat. But it was really obvious that she right. just said it was ill-timed. Um, but the other, the second apology was, I think, clearly crafted by mm. her representatives, mm. her PR people that said she loves this show. She's extremely grateful. She just was looking forward to another opportunity, and she meant no harm. I mean, for a second, I thought, is there something bad going on on Fresh Off the Boat that right. she felt she was not being valued or if there was any kind of harassment like that's where my mm. mind went so I didn't want to judge her mm. at first but that doesn't seem to be the case Kyle um, looked into her chart and she's an Aries so can you tell us a little bit about what's going on with her yeah absolutely you know with her being at the an Aries you know she is very very fiery you know she can be impulsive um, you know, but she she likes a challenge. She she wants to you know tackle new things. She has this excitement energy that, you know, she wants to, you know, conquer a new quest. You know, whether that be a relationship or you know a, a project, career endeavor, any of that. Um, so actually, though, looking at the specific day of May tenth, two thousand and nineteen, this is when she had her rant. So I was looking at this specific day, and. So Venus, ruling art, was clashing with Pluto, which rules authority, conflicts, change, and, and like I said, authority troubles. All of that was clashing specifically in her, uh, her chart. And so all of these deep-rooted issues were coming to the surface, and so she just couldn't not let them be exposed. So there is probably some sort of difficulty that, you know, a push-pull between maybe how she wants her character to go, how she kind of wants things to go, you know, in the project... That, which is why she's like, I just, I'd rather it be done. Mm. I'd rather die, because Pluto also rules death. Right. So you know that kind of energy was definitely being exposed for her. Also with uh, Saturn, where it is right now, was is clashing with where Saturn was at the exact time of her birth. So she was having this crisis moment about how she's, you know, and she, this is actually going to continue. Uh, until uh, the mid mid January of 2020, she's going through this transformation. In order to reach all of her ultimate life goals, she has to actually have, you know, some of them feel like she has to fight harder to get them. So, you know, this she's also feeling like things are being thrust upon her. She has to carry extra weight that she doesn't want to in order to get where she wants mm. to ultimately be. This energy in Clash is actually going to be highlighted most significantly on May 18th for her by looking at her chart. She's going to have a huge either moment where she's going to actually feel extremely oppressed uh, or she's going to want to try to break free. 
completely mm. with that. Yikes. So yeah, um, but also looking at her, you know, she is having eclipses in her career, which is meaning that she's really trying very hard, you know, especially since the beginning of the year, to reach higher, mm. to to make a bigger impact, to 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 go to a, a much you know more triumphant level, you know. But even though we see things like this happen. You know, I actually have no fear for her career whatsoever because starting in, in December, she's actually going to be blessed in her career for the mm. entire year. So, you know, yeah, this mishap, you know, conflicts and, and problems come up in our lives and, that, and ultimately to make us redirect in, into where we mm. were meant to be or to have a more fulfilling life. So, you know, I, I don't really think this is going to be affecting her too dramatically, though. I mean, I, I am interested to see in what happens in Fresh Off the Boat because mm. it is rumored to be the final season, which especially after this uh, would not surprise me in the slightest. Um, and executives do not like, the TV executives do not like it when their actors say crap like this. It, they, it really pisses them off, and it sometimes causes actors to be written off of shows in horrendous ways. Yeah. I, look, I just I think... Um, like I said, I don't know what, uh, like I haven't been in that position myself, so I don't really know, but uh, I think the only thing that I can say that she probably could have, if, if she got a redo, would be just to keep it off Twitter, you know, like I, but it can be really, really hard, like I have never really come across this problem until Shadowhunters, because most of the time I would do a project and all I would care about was someone was getting, like if someone would actually see it. You know, with Shadowhunters there is this massive fandom, and I know I've I've had some missteps on Twitter in the past couple of months because I've said something in jest or I was drinking and thought it was funny at the time, <laughs> and and people have taken offence to it. Um, luckily I've I've you know been able to go back and and either correct it or apologize or whatever it is. Um, but for you know, for most people, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram are you know, Instagram something that you take photos of and, and show to your friends. Twitter's the place that you go to rant about stuff. Facebook's the the place you go and rant that's not quite you know for the public forum. So I think as actors, you've got to remember that that everything that you say is going to be put under a microscope. And um, and she just obviously chose the wrong forum to vent. I think. Well, we wish her the best, and I, I, can't, I love those movies, Crazy Rich Asians. I mean, I haven't seen the second yeah, one yet, oh, obviously. They're, they're so good, aren't they? Yeah, the books. I've read the books, and they're fantastic. Oh, yeah? Cool. yeah, so she still is going to have a very long career, and whatever that project was, it just wasn't in alignment with her, which, you know, is okay. She just needed an astrologer and like Kyle to tell her that. Right. And look, honestly, I've had, I've had, you know, specifically, I've been in L.A. for, like, six years now so I've I've had my fair share of unemployment and I've had friends who have, have been in the same boat where they've been like oh my god my show got picked up I can't think of anything I want to do like actually having friends cry because they don't want to go back to a, a show that they're contracted to and there is a part of you in the moment where you're like oh come on it's a job like suck it up buddy um, but at the same time it's also it can also be really, really difficult if you're if you're in a job that, and I'm not even saying she doesn't, she might love the job. It was just that she loved the other one more. Um, but it can be really, especially when you feel tied down to something. So mm-hmm. I, you know, I wish her the best. Yes, and um, you're right, Kyle. I think she will be fine. Mm-hmm. Extremely she will, talented. She's so talented. Yeah, yeah. And, so talented. And, like she's a star. Like I had the first thing I saw her in was Crazy Rich Asians, and she walked on screen. And I was like, star. Yeah. So absolutely, so many of them were. 
Next, we are going to be talking about dun, 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 another royal baby of sorts, however, not really royal, but American royal, mm. which is Kim Kardashian and Kanye's West fourth child and it's so funny because you forget that they have so many kids because we've only seen her pregnant twice I think and so the last two babies have been via surrogate and the baby boy was born on Thursday May 9th and it was really cute actually if you guys haven't seen this clip on the Ellen show last week on that exact day Kris Jenner was a guest and Ellen surprised her with six of her grandchildren and Courtney coming out. Mm. And uh, Kim was supposed to be there, but they actually announced live on the air that Kim was uh, Kim's surrogate was having the baby. And Chris, it was so cute. She's like, "What are we doing here? We gotta go! Like, uh-huh. we gotta go!" And uh, it awesome. it was really sweet, really beautiful. And you know, there's not exactly a ton to say about it, but we have not heard the name yet. Mm-mm. I'm assuming it's going to be like. East? No, I don't know. Um, I did see an interview where she said she was done with directions. Um, <laughs> That's good. Maybe another city. Not sure. I mean... What has she got? She's got North. She's North, Saint... Um, crap, what are the other two? Chicago. Uh, Chica- well. Yeah, North, Saint, Chicago, and... Mm, I'm blanking on the other one. I like Saint. Saint's a cool name. It's very Kanye. Chicago's... I mean, love the city, but maybe not. I like Brooklyn when the Beckhams did that for their kid. Me too. That's a cute name. But it's like Chicago. I don't think anyone... I don't know if it has the, the, the ring to it, but, you know. Yeah. And it's fine because their parents are, uh, you know, American royalty. I think that their child's going to be fine. Hopefully, or, you know, maybe not. Sometimes uh, royalty uh, and yeah, celebrities. Yeah, well, true. But you know what? At the end of the day, as many things that go around about this family, especially Kim and Kanye, yes, they're weird. They're a little bit odd and peculiar, but why Why wouldn't they be? Mm. They can be whoever they want to be. They are completely unique. And, yeah, so this baby was born. Apparently, uh, the baby looks a lot like Kim, which is super, super cute. And uh, Kim says the baby also looks a lot like Chicago. And the family is very, very happy. So we did this last week for the royal baby. Kyle kind of is going to go into who this baby is probably going to, what's it going to be like? Absolutely. So, you know, just before we dive into the child, you know, we've talked about Kim and Kanye before. They are very, very compatible astrologically. Kim is a Libra. Kanye is a Gemini. They're both air signs. They flow very, you know, organically together. Also, with Kim being a Sagittarius rising, she is also really activating a lot of partnership energy for Kanye because of his Gemini son. Gemini and Sagittarius are opposites. Have you ever dated a Sagittarius, Luke? No. Do you no. have friends that are? I've, I've got no relation whatsoever to any... Wait, what, what, what is Sagittarius? Sagittarius starts at the end of November and it goes through until like the 22nd of December. Yeah. About there. I mean, mm, yeah. Keep talking. I'm gonna think about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, but it's it, it could be any sort of important partnership. You know, mm. I mean, it doesn't mean you necessarily have to end up with someone of right. that sign or that rising sign. But there is a naturally kind of actually. A, a so wait, what date? What date? It would be like November, like probably twenty second, twenty third, okay. around there. The cat, uh, the lead of my show, Shadow Hunters, who's a good friend of mine. She's a Sagittarius. Oh. I knew there was someone who was like November. She's November twenty second, I think. Okay, so yeah, right around there for sure. Mm. Um, so yeah, so that you know is they're they're really enhanced. They're very compatible. We we love them together. Also, you know, 
fast forwarding now into the the child. So they it was the tenth, correct? Ninth. Or wait. I thought it was the 10th. When she tweeted, it was the 10th. Okay. She tweeted the 10th. So the surrogate gave birth on, let's see, continue to look that up, or I'll look that up and then just continue. Well, great. So the sun in Taurus, you know, with, with this child being a sun in Taurus, they're, they're Taurus. So they are going to have a lot of the important qualities of this zodiac sign. So he's going, it's a him, right? Yes, it's a boy, and it's uh, I believe it's May 9th. Yeah. Okay. So he's going to be a lover of pleasure, sex, food, comfort. That's going to be really, really important to him because Taurus is ruled by Venus. So, you know, that, that tangible uh, ability to feel comfort is going to be very, very important to him, which, as a Taurus, it is to me. <laughs> so uh, also Taurus, you know, being the bull, they're extremely strong-willed. You know, they, you know, at, at, on... A negative connotation, it can be that they're very stubborn, you know, they don't change their mind, uh, but also on a really positive, you know, aspect for them is that anything that they set their mind to, they will get. Mm. So, you know, they are committed to uh, a relationship, they will make sure that they go the long haul. They are committed to getting their career to go ha- to, to happen. If they put everything in, they will, they will make mm. sure that they get it. You know, that also Taurus is a fixed sign, so that's very, very... Uh, indicative of them, you know, in general. So also, you know, with him being a Taurus, he's, like I said, loyal, hardworking, but he also will be very possessive uh, of who and what he loves. You know, so those are just kind of some general things going on there. His moon is in Cancer, so it means that this child is going to be very tender and really seek security in his relationships in his life. However, he's going to have a lot of mood swings, you know, so he's going to be very, very, you know, hyper-emotional internally. He may not necessarily communicate that very uh, abruptly to people because he's he's he keeps it within his you know his shell at like like a crab. Um, however, he's going to be also you know this this connotates you know someone that you want to be a great friend with because because he's so loyal and and you know all of this you know longevity energy is is really crucial to this child as well. However, you know he is going to become a creature of habit habit and he may be insecure because of his his emotions kind of moving like the tide. So there's that. Uh, Also looking into his charts, his Venus is in Aries. So this means that in his, you know, love language and everything, he is going to be, he's going to fall really fast, very hard. He's going to dive into romantic relationships quite readily, but he's also going to be super flirty, very sexual. That's going to be really, really important to how he communicates his love language to people. The sun is dancing with Jupiter in his chart, so that means that he's going to be very, very refined and idealistic, but he's also going to be always thinking about the big picture and, and like, overly optimistic. So things may not necessarily work out for him if he's just always thinking big picture, and especially, you know, with him coming from this royal kind of money, you know, he's going, everything is going to be open to him. Mm. He's going to be able to have everything. So it's going to be very difficult to box him down and hold him down, especially if, he, especially if it comes from his ideas. He's going to be like, I can do anything. I, I, I want all of this. Um, and because of this, he is going to suffer from a lack of focus, and he's going to be easily influenced by people that he loves. So if, you know, let's say, you know, he finds a partner, and he or she's like, hey, we should, you know, do this, he's going to be like, absolutely, we will absolutely do this. And, and you know, so that's kind of, you know, whoever, you know, ends up being with him, make sure that you get in very well. <laughs> um, sounds exactly like Kanye to me. Literally, sounds a lot like Kanye. Well, I, I don't have uh, Kanye's specific exact chart pulled up, but he's a Gemini. You know, so mm. you guys, you guys have a 
lot of similarities just within that. So you're calling me Kamye. Well, this has been fun. <laughs> <laughs> Only half of you, maybe. Yes, especially. Right. It is funny, though. I have dated a Taurus, and it was my first real girlfriend, and, and uh, there's a lot of that that, that resonates. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. So, yes, that's kind of just like an overall view of him. The, the last thing I guess I would say is that in his chart, the sun is connected to Saturn, which is Saturn is about maturity and longevity and sometimes hardships because his sun is so divinely just like attuned and in alignment he is actually once he comes to a place in his life where he takes this big wide vision and grounds it into very practical you know very rooted things he will achieve long-lasting results in his impact in the world but he's really got to focus on the details and making it very you know in order to in order to change the world you can't do it in a day but you have to figure out how you can make those practical details come to life yes so yeah i'm very excited to see what this baby boy is up to he sounds like he's going to be very interesting um i don't know i'm like having all these pictures of him in my head side note last week we kind of got into my red carpet experiences and um i do big red carpets every single week and it's an embarrassing story, you guys, so I'm going to share it with you. Uh, this Can't past wait, week... my favorite kind of story. Oh, I had a lot last week, but I'm only going to share one. Um, okay, so I was at a benefit for MS, honoring Selma Blair, mm. and I was on the carpet, and, you know, Kris Jenner was going to be in attendance, but you never expect to get Kris Jenner. Unless I work for a company based internationally, so we're not... You know, a lot of times we're next to ET and Extra and E, but I usually don't get those same people. Chris Jenner is kind of going even to the back of the press line and like randomly doing interviews. People were like, oh my God, Chris is doing press. And when I interview people, even if they are nobodies, I give them my 110% full attention, make eye contact. So sometimes it's hard for me to see what's going on right. behind them. And so Chris Jenner walks by, my camera guy is like, oh my God, Sam, there's Chris Jenner. And then she's continuing to give interviews. And her PR guy walks uh, over to me, and I thought it was me. It wasn't. There was a 13-year-old girl on the red carpet giving interviews. Really happy for her. Um, super nice. She had a momager situation. Uh, she was recording her, and I don't even, quite frankly, know how they got there. And I'm like, oh, wow, all these years of hard work, and I, okay. And so she, the PR guy says to the little girl, I'm going to bring Chris right over. And I'm like, well. If Chris Jenner is giving an interview to this 13-year-old child, she sure, surely is going to give me an interview. And I said, oh, um, can, I, can I have one quick question? And he literally just says, no, just her, and points at the 13-year-old girl. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I mean, wow, bruised to my ego mm. much. And I felt like such a... I feel like a bitch because I'm kind of like wishing this little girl like, oh, screw her. You know what? Like, what a what a brat. And she gives her the interview and her mom is on cloud nine. And then my camera guy says, you know, stick your mic in there. Just you got to grow a pair of Sam and just stick it in so we can get the bite. So I'm sitting there and it's painful. I'm not that aggressive of a person. And mm. I'm just my hand is out. And then Chris hits my mic uh like with i think it was either her arm or her boob or something she was like oh excuse me and i was like oh excuse me i'm congrats on the baby and uh she walked away and i literally just wanted to die and so um we did you know get her on camera Mm. and she was very clearly not talking to me (laughs) so uh (laughs) 
congrats to this 13-year-old girl came here from Atlanta for the, you know what, maybe they had a past relationship, whatever. I <laughs> I, I wish her I mean, well. I cute. it's a cute thing for a PR guy to do, to be like, oh, you know what, I'm not going to give anyone interviews <laughs> except for the, the, the 13-year-old girl. Um, and you know what, it might have changed the course of her life. I know, I know. Let's hope. Let's I hope, hope so. For the better as well. And I'm a really nice person usually, and I felt guilty. I was like, what's wrong with you, Sam? Don't don't do that to a child. Like be it's happy with a child. I, a, a friend of a friend's uh, newborn baby booked a role on this TV show, and I was jealous of a six-month-old. <laughs> so you know you've got to <laughs> you win some, you lose some. Exactly. I so. love that. Maybe. I literally was. I was like, oh, it was its first audition. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Win some, we lose some. Maybe one day I'll have a sit down with Chris Jenner, and we'll be friends. And I'll be like, "You blew me off for a thirteen-year-old." That'll be a funny story. You can By the share. way, yeah, it will absolutely. Okay, so next there is some positive news. Uh, I'm a huge Demi Lovato fan, and as we all know, the past year has been extremely rough for her. She OD'd in the summer, and she went to rehab, and we haven't heard as much from her recently. And in December, she basically just asked everyone for her privacy, blah, blah, blah. I mean, she literally almost died, and we didn't know. Everyone thought it could have ruined her vocal cords. No one knows what's been going on with her, but she just announced that she is signing on with Scooter Braun, who is an amazing manager. He manages Ariana Grande, Justin Bieber, really helped build their careers, and both of them, Ariana hasn't explicitly said this, Justin has. They've had some substance abuse problems, and so he's not only like a manager and a creative partner for these artists, but he's also a friend and, and really wants the best for them. I've I've interviewed Scooter Braun at a charity event. I think he is a really, really cool, fantastic guy. He pushes his artists to make great music, matches them with fantastic producers, and I'm not sure who Demi was with before, but this makes me really happy because I just feel like this is exactly where she belongs. So Kyle's going to tell us a little bit about Scooter's partnerships and like why this is a really good match for those two. Absolutely. So, Scooter is a cancer. So the interesting thing about this sign, no matter if you're a man or a woman, uh, you're naturally going to have a very maternal energy to you. So, you know, he is actually going to naturally like to take care of people, and he's going to be very good at it. And so, you know, he's caring, he's comforting, he's strong and loyal. Even though cancers can have a lot of very intense emotional energy inside of themselves, they still have that, you know, that shell. So it usually is internalized, but they can still, no matter what, go to the ends of the earth to make sure that they're taking care of the people that they, that they love. And, you know, I, I just, I love cancer so much. You know, they will invest everything that they have into really making sure that everyone is safe and secure. So naturally, he's got that gift. And also with him being a water sign, he's, you know, kind of, he, he's able to intrinsically connect emotionally with almost anybody. You know, he can, he can meet them, know what they're feeling, reflect that, you know, or, or heal it or, or mirror it or psychically understand it in a way that, you know, other signs may not be as intuitive or, or gifted at. So this is, a, this is his key power. You know, he can connect with, with pretty much any, anyone. Also, cancers are linked to the home, domesticity, safety, and security. So that is something he's providing to these artists. So looking at these other charts, we have Justin, who is a Pisces. That's a water sign. Then we have Ariana, who's a Cancer. She's a water sign. So naturally, when you're, when you're connecting with someone of the same elements as you, 
it just it fits. It feels really, you know, safe. It feels, you know, like something that you, it just it makes sense. You know, it, it's very natural to them to communicate in a very, you know, emotional capacity. Then also looking at Demi. So Demi is a Leo. However, she has a Taurus moon. And the moon sign is, is how we, you know, our, how our emotions are processed, how we feel internally, you know, how we really, really want to, you know, seek our own security and connect with people. So that being a Taurus moon, that's Earth. Then we have Cancer, which is water. Taurus and Cancer are also divinely connected because one of the things that I always kind of look at is, you know, if you, if you have Earth, which are seeds, and then you have water, you know, which is the water sign, that creates flowers. It, it, it allows things to, to build in abundance and to grow. So in her heart, in her, you know, emotional center, she can tap into that very, very easily, and it allows her to build a trust with him and be like, okay, this can go. Also, looking at eclipses, because that's one of my, my favorite ways of looking at things, uh, especially when it comes to prediction, there are, we, right now we're going through uh, eclipses in Cancer and Capricorn. So for Scooter, he's having a lot of very big partnership energy that's going to be significantly growing over the next year and a half. So he may be actually ending some contracts with some people, or he's finding better, better contracts to actually dive into, which, you know, him, you know, entering into this with her now shows that there's going to be a longevity to it and that it's going to grow. However, the way that the eclipses are hitting Demi are they are hitting her house of, and this started last July, her house, uh, the, the, the 12th house is all about privacy and healing, but also can be like the demons that we have, our addictions. So she's having, going to have a lot of this exposed over the next year and a half as well. And it also is hitting her house of employment and steady work. She, she's a pop star. You know, steady work for her is, is an album, is going on, on tour. And mm. that, that's how she makes her money and that's her day-to-day. -day. So since she's having eclipses happen in this area, she's going to be seeing growth in that over the next year and a half, too. Mm. So he's connected to that. Wow. Yeah, so... And that's crazy. July July is when she OD'd. Last and July. Yeah, last July. That's when the eclipse happened. Wow, that's insane. But things are looking up for her, hopefully, with Scooter, yeah. I think. Yeah. I want new music. I'm a big fan. No, she's amazing. She's I, got I do. definitely one of the best voices in the industry. So good. I mean, and her and Ariana, like he has both of them. I they know. are the they are the t yes, like the two best female yeah, vocalists. The like. best female vocalists of our generation. I, I saw Ariana Grande perform at Wango Tango, and I genuinely like the mic was basically on her foot. It was so far away from her mouth, and she's just insane. Wow, mm. I love that. Oh, big fan. Well, can't wait to see what they have in store for us next we're gonna quickly get to our celeb wtf and mm. that will be what is it lady gaga and bradley cooper i was just thinking about them the other day i think i had a dream about a star is born and that's probably how this came up i'm a i love that movie i own it i've probably seen it 10 times at this point i'm not even oh, kidding please, way more than that <laughs> we've watched it at least four times together usually I know. when i'm like writing some pop culture astrology thing for a magazine yeah. Yeah. It's I've seen it a lot of times. So, but it's very fascinating because the hype has died down. Obviously, award season is over. They took home best song. My personal opinion, they deserve to take much more home. But the chemistry between these two on screen, but more specifically off screen, was insane. 
he has a domestic partner who um, is the mother to his child, Irina, and she's a model, she's beautiful, but she's very quiet, never really seemed like there was a lot going on there, but also people are just private, like that Mm. means absolutely nothing, but him and Lady Gaga were going the circuits, I mean, he showed up at her concert in Vegas, and they literally looked like they were about to make out. Um, at the Oscars, they performed. Literally, she like had her head on his shoulder, and mm-hmm. they looked, again, like they were about to cry and make out. Um, and she and her fiancé split, Christian Carino, and who was air, an agent, uh, his, her agent at the time. And uh, everyone thought, and that was right before the Oscars, so everyone thought, oh, are her and Bradley going to be together? No, and we all kind of expected... When I say we all, I think I mean myself because I'm probably one of the only people that just goes to sleep at night thinking about this. Um, thought that it's, it's my job. You I know? just I heard that <laughs> like in in a delay and um, yeah yeah maybe yeah. that was what my you know what I'm, I'm pretty not, sure it's just you. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. Okay. Well, I hope I speak for um, some of you out there. You know, I'm like, what happened to that? Was that real? Were they just really good actors? Were they even really compatible? And I know I've asked Kyle these questions before. So, Kyle, tell us a little bit about, like, what was going on. Yes. So, Lady Gaga is an Aries sun, fire, and she's a Gemini rising, which is air. So, the the way that energy of, of Jupiter, which is Jupiter's the planet of good luck, good fortune, miracles, is affecting her is it's across the sky from her in her house of partnership. So she is actually very divinely connected to whether they be collaborators, which would be him. It also could be marriage partners. It also could be any sort of agent, you know, Mm -hmm. manager, any of those kinds of important things. So she's divinely blessed, actually. I looked at it specifically pretty much all this year and into next year where she's going to have a major focus on both her career exploding and her partnership energy. So this is really, really crucial for her, you know, just on her trajectory. Bradley Cooper is a Sagittarius rising, which is fire, and that works very, very well because it is exactly across the sky from her Gemini rising. So we can see that there's this, you know, polarity and yin and yang that's bringing and uniting them as, as the same. So that's why they're so just energetically connected and, and they just really flow and bounce off of each other because they just intuitively understand each other. He's a Capricorn Sun, you know, which isn't necessarily as compatible per se with her other areas of her life, but that Sagittarius rising shows that they can be creative together, energized together. And also his Sagittarius rising really likes her Aries Sun because that's fire as well. And so he also can just intuitively really be like, yes, I get her. Even if she doesn't totally understand him, he, he does get her. Uh, so there's that. That's really important. Also, with Jupiter being in his rising sign of Sagittarius, this is one of the luckiest years of his life, and it is laying the groundwork for him for the next 12 years. So I'm not saying they won't ever necessarily be together, but at this point in time, I don't necessarily see it, it has to be, especially with Jupiter being a retrograde. And also, you know, going back to eclipses, you know, kind of like I talk about all the time, they are happening for him in his... He's changing his identity, and he's also changing the way that he sees partnership. So he's either going to grow closer together with his committed partners or he's going to leave them. So, you know, that is, these eclipses are going to be happening for another year and a half. Mm. You know, so that's really going to be a, a big transformation for him. So, so yeah, so, you know, also, you know, I'm seeing creativity there. I'm seeing arts, fertility. And yes, there is the possibility for love, 
with them, particularly from Bradley's point of view. Interesting. You know? And I think I, I kind of really do see him that he looks at her as his muse. I can really see that look by looking at that that alignment there. You know, also, but just to finish it off with, with the other people involved, it, is it Arena? Uh, uh, her name is, and she's like a very, very famous model. She's yes, Arena, yeah. So she's a Capricorn. So it's interesting that two Capricorns would be together. I'm, I'm sure it happens, you know, plenty, but I haven't personally seen it in my life. Actually, no. My, there's a guy that lives in this building that does, now that I think about it. And, you know, they're very stable and secure when they really want something, but they can have difficulty communicating their needs. Um, so, yeah, so I, I, I don't feel like, I don't feel like there's fire, you know, with, with, with her between them. Granted, I don't have his full chart here. I don't have her full chart. There could be different ways that they're interacting. But with, with Lady Gaga, there's passion. There's, there's vibrancy. And then looking at Christian, which is Lady Gaga's uh, ex-partner, he's a Pisces. And this is a very interesting combination for Lady Gaga. You know, she does have a Scorpio moon, which is water. So she probably really is attracted to his, like, free spirit and sensitivity and, and creativity. But... No, I mean, I, I guess just, you know, I, I, I've said this before, too. Every single sign can work with every single other sign. Mm -hmm. Every, you know, relationship takes time and, and communication and effort. But there's certain certain compatibilities that just work more naturally. Mm. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So, so that's why just looking at that very basic compatibility, I'm like, Lady Gaga, really? But mm -hmm. I don't have the rest of his, his, his chart, you know, so there's that. Well, it is over. It, it is over between them, so... <laughs> You know, <laughs> if it ever, I don't, I don't, I don't think anything ever happened. I choose to believe it didn't. I, I think that it would have been. I, I definitely think nothing would have happened between them when they were shooting because he was directing her. Yeah. And I think in that that power dynamic and everything that was happening during Me Too, there was just nothing. You know, he would have had to have respected being an authority figure. And then I just think that after it. I don't, not, I don't buy it. A girl can dream, and that means they're great actors. That's what I have to yeah, say. Yeah. But you want to know who also is a do great actor? That, they do say this. What? Wait, before you tell me who yeah. is a great actor, because I can't wait to hear this. Um, uh, they do say, like in, in, I don't know if this is like an acting thing, but they always say if there's chemistry on screen, there's no chemistry off screen. Interesting. And if there is no chemistry on screen, that's how you definitely know they're hooking up. Oh, you know, well, that was, <laughs> it's I have true. heard that. It's, wow. it's true. It's mm -hmm. true. And sometimes you can see it. Like, I've, I've, um, I've watched things before and been like, uh-huh, they're definitely yeah. hooking up. Well, it was that Jennifer Lopez, Ben Affleck movie when they got engaged oh, really quickly. Was it, it was G, 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 G Yeah, and it was really bad. And everyone's like, yeah, no, they're banging. And, <laughs> and they were. But like I said, speaking of fantastic actors, Luke Baines. Oh, no. It's you. Meh, it's eh. you. Um, we're going to talk about you next. You are a Gemini, and you just closed a chapter of your life as far as Shadowhunters yeah. is concerned. You're going to be traveling, you know, for a couple months, doing some new exciting things. So, Kyle, let's get into what's going on with him and what is coming up for him. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so we know that you're a Gemini. Mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to looking at your rising sign, we can't exactly find that because when I was looking into it in the span of a 10-minute gap, mm. we don't have the exact time it would change things mm. very significantly for you. Mm. So if you ever do find that, I would be happy to connect with you. And How do people find when they're born? At least birth certificate, right? Yeah. It's not written on my birth certificate. 
and I am the youngest of four children. So my mother has a. She remembers giving birth mm. to me, but just <laughs> when it happened, everyone's very unclear. I mean, I would even just check with the hospital potentially. I love that. That's so funny. I know, isn't it? It's, it? Because I have friends who are like really into astrology. They wanted. To, I think one tried to do a, a, a complete chart for my birthday one year, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I don't know. Like, I'm I'm lucky that my mum remembers what day it was, let alone you know <laughs> what time it was. Totally, totally. So, you know, we're just gonna focus on your sun sign sure. and kind of how things are moving for you. So, Jupiter is the planet of good fortune, luck, miracles, as I was saying before. So it is across the sky from you in your seventh house of partnership. Mm-hmm. So this is going to last until December 3rd of this year. Mm-hmm. So if you have a significant you know, romantic partner at this point in time... I do not. I am very single. Well, so <laughs> with that, with that the being... The opposite of partnered. I am very single. Aren't we all at this table? God damn it. I feel that way too. Um, Where's the wine? <laughs> I actually do have the wine. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so you're actually blessed with finding someone that has really long-term potential for you. So, you know, go out there and try to find that person mm. and really connect with, you know, that that is the kind of person that you want to be with, mm. you know, that you want to invest a long-term commitment to. Mm. Also, you know, it does rule out other things outside of just romance and marriage. So you may have an opportunity to find a better agent, uh, a better manager, uh, a better, also even collaborator, mm. you know, you finding important, you know, relationships. So for instance, last year when this energy was affecting me, Chris Salvatore is one of my favorite actors and I, I've been a big fan of his for a long time. We started working together and now we've become really close collaborators. So that's why I know it also it, it is that a part of that energy as mm. well. Cool. So, so yeah, just, you know, kind of go out there. Also, your Venus is in Taurus. So one thing that I can kind of see about you is that you know, even though you have Gemini energy where you're, you know, you like, you can be sometimes a little scattered, but you, you, you need, you need stimulation. You want different, you know, options and things. When you, when you are in love, you are super possessive and super romantic. Like you are, you love so hard with your Venus and Taurus. Like it's the worst. And it's just like, but you can't let go either. <laughs> you can never let go. Oh, I know. Yeah. It's actually funny because when uh, when you tell you know we were talking about the new moon coming back, is that what we were talking about? And on uh, November seven, I looked it up and I'd just gone through a breakup and I remember because there's a photo that I took on November seven. I remember thinking like I remember how I felt in that moment, which is I it yeah, I fall so hard mm-hmm. so quickly. And just will never let go. Like it's it's terrible. I'm working on it though. My my Taurus is <laughs> or my my Venus is in Taurus too, and I have a, a great difficulty mm. with that too because mm. I believe in so much in in love and you know it's it when you think of the 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 romantic comedy like Libra and Taurus are both energy that would always be about that. Like we can't you know we always want that picture perfect. But the thing about with Libra, Libra can can let go. Taurus can't. Right. It, kind of sucks but it also is great if you do if you are loved by us because we will always make sure that you are shown love mm. and given mm-hmm. love yeah so so there's that some important dates that I want to talk about for you though uh, are there's a new moon in Gemini on June 3rd so in the 10 days that follow that you need to make big movements that you want to follow you for your, for, for your in every area of your life for an entire year cool so send out important resumes release an important publicity campaign, whatever is going to really like shape your identity for the coming year. Mm. And it doesn't even have to be career related. It can mm. be like, I want to start this diet. 
and I want to be on this specific cleanse. I want to write a book this year. I want to take a class. I want to get a cast. You know, whatever it be, just the important things that are close to your heart are going to be really crucial at this point in time because the whole world is open to you from cool. that, that week or so. However, all of those things are going to culminate around December 11th. So that you're going to be in the spotlight big time around December 11th. So watch what pops up because it's going to be directly connected to June. Mm. Also, the last thing I'll talk about for you here is Venus is the planet of magnetism, beauty, romance, passion, pleasure. It enters your sign on June 8th until July 3rd. So, you know, go on fun dates or, you know, do things that are going to really enhance your pleasure. Mm. You know, you're going to feel more creative. So if you're really looking to, you know, do any sort of creative endeavor, you can't, if, you're, if you actually can take any photos, at this point in time, you're going to be more naturally beautiful. So do that. Well, I will be in Milan for Fashion Week. So Weird. During that time? Yeah. Holy weird. crap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then your biggest career moment of the year happens around September 13th. Cool. Yeah. Oh. Let's hope it's not like me getting arrested or something. <laughs> no, I don't think so. When you said you said uh, December, the world, all the world will be watching or something. I was like, oh god, what do I tweet? <laughs> 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 trying to stop myself in advance. I love it, and you know, the just gotta give a little shout out to the Shadow Hunters fans out there who hopefully mm-hmm. will listen. You know. The duality of Jonathan was always a very complex thing, right? Mm-hmm. He was good, used to be good, and then he turned evil, and he totally. was he was back and forth. And I, I'm sure that was probably something fun for you to to work with as, as who you are, like those two dualities. Yeah, and, and perhaps that's why I, I keep playing these characters. You know, being a Gemini, I do. I, I don't think you know. I I think I, maybe it's a misconception, but when people talk about Gemini's, they talk about having two different personalities. I don't think I have two personalities but I definitely uh, I can like argue myself into something and then argue myself right back out like I can always see everything from two points of view Uh, and so I think that that was one of the tools I used in playing Jonathan was that you know I got this and and it was written as a villain you know he was he was meant to be the villain of the series and and he he was by the end of it but I wanted to explore the the lighter side of him rather than the dark side because I find that to be more interesting and so maybe that comes from this absolutely I love that well before we let all of you guys go and we let you go mm-hmm. we are going to do a very fun game of bang Mary, kill Taurus season once again it's Kyle's turn so, so this is actually going to be the last week of Taurus celebrities for bang Mary, Mary kill and we've been doing a lot of men lately so this week I wanted to do women Tina Fey. Oh, good one. She has the same birthday as me. I love her. Mm. <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer. Mm. Also love her. Or Kate Blanchett. Ooh. Oh. Those are so wow. hard. Right? Wow. I, I felt, that's why when you were saying earlier, you were like, well, you know, pick up some other some guys too. And I was like, no, this one's really, I really think this is a good one. See, I really like Michelle Pfeiffer because I, I saw her Instagram recently and she keeps posting like, throwback videos to being ba- um, Catwoman. And oh my god, is she really? I need to follow her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, it's really hilarious. That was, that was my, she was my favorite Catwoman. Um, oh yeah, I think, iconic. Yeah, yeah she's iconic. Uh, Tina Fey, I mean, life would never be boring. Um, and Kate Blanchett is probably one of my favorite actors. I would say top three favorite actresses, mm-hmm. her and Sarah Paulson. I just, I absolutely adore them. I, oh, I don't, oh, this is really hard. Um, I am going to 
marry Tina Fey. I'm going to. Oh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna have. I'm going to have sex with Kate Blanchett let's be honest it's mm. going to be great it's going to be very serious um, <laughs> we're probably going to have some kind of monologue halfway through I don't know because uh, that means I have to kill Michelle Pfeiffer that's upsetting I really like Michelle Pfeiffer shout out yeah well mine was similar but now I kind of feel like I'm going to change it up because Michelle Pfeiffer I was that little kid that would run around like before I could even say big words and be like, Michelle Pfeiffer, John Travolta, like, who's your favorite actor? And they would mm. expect me to say, like, Barney. And, you know, yeah. I was like, John Travolta, Kirstie Alley. So, you know, I'm going to marry Michelle Pfeiffer because nice. I've always loved her. And I am going to... I'm going to bang Kate Blanchett because, you know, like, she's very intense and mm. seems wild. Mm-hmm. And she's whoever you want her to be, you know? Well, that's that's true. That's the fun of dating an actor. Yeah. <laughs> as much as I love Tina Fey, which I do love Tina Fey, I think she's a little bit too like me to, like, feel any kind of, you know, romantic connection with, even though I love men. But if I were to love women, I hate to say I'd kill Tina because I don't want to. But this in this scenario, I guess I'd it's kill a, Tina. It's a really tough It's one. a hard one. I think... I would bang Michelle Pfeiffer just because she's the most iconic Catwoman. Sure. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know she's got that sexual, you know, fire inside of her. And she's a Taurus, so, yeah, she's going to she's gonna be hit great. It hard, hit it hard. <laughs> so I'm going to bang her. I'm going to marry Tina Fey. Although I'm, I hate the fact that we'd have to share a birthday. That would suck. Uh, but also, I feel like we'd always be laughing and having fun. and You know what I mean? It'd, it'd be kind of an adventure. And unfortunately, we're going to kill Kate Fox. Ooh, that was a tough one. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Luke. Thank you for having me. A blast. Can you tell everyone like where they can find you? What's going on with you? I know you're traveling to Europe, and there's gonna be some fan conventions. If anyone from there is listening, yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm actually my first ever fan convention will be in New Zealand next month. Uh, I will be spending my birthday at a fan convention so um, hopefully that's a fun day Um, and then I'll be in uh, Milan for another convention Paris for another convention Um, but I'm actually just going to I think I'm taking a few weeks off and going to travel Europe for uh, for June amazing well where can everyone find you on Instagram Uh, Twitter my name Luke Baines yes and follow him on Twitter in case you know in in case I say something uh, (laughs) completely ridiculous which I will and I'm sorry in advance and you guys can find me, Sam Davidson, at SamD43 on Twitter and Instagram. And, of course, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Kiki Radio. And, Kyle? My name is Kyle Thomas, and you can follow me at M-R-K-Y-L-E-T-H-O-M-A-S. We will see you next week, everyone. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Astro Kiki Radio on the Left of Straight Radio Network. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Astro Kiki Radio, and you can also check us out on iTunes and Stitcher. Make sure to join us next week, and don't forget, we are the only e-news of astrology. Astro Kiki Radio.